At times, we all feel lost in search of something more. This is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, a podcast designed to help inspire and guide you forward through everything spirituality, creativity, art, and just giving you a sense of empowerment so that you can be powerful, be magical, and be free. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, we're in a little bit different settings. We're outdoors because we're doing some construction inside as we're building our infrared saunas, but that's for a later day. Today, welcoming our guest, uh, Sacred Sounds uh, by Devin, and she is one of our sound bath facilitators here doing a sound bath at least with us once a month. But uh, So besides being a sound bath facilitator, she's also a spiritual activist and Today we're going to be talking about tapping into your divine power and also understanding her magical journey into sound healing. Yes, thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm excited to be here to share my experiences and um, just uh, kind of give you a little insight to who I am and how I got here. And yeah, you know, that's just... what we like to hear. I, <laughs> I'm always fascinated by what gets somebody, you know, to dive deeper into their spiritual journey and then also what you know, happens that is that calling that has that person not be just a consumer of, of spirituality mm -hmm. and, and having those experiences, but actually taking it a step further to be a facilitator. Yes. Oh, uh, that is such a, um, that question is such a, a wide question for me because it's been such a journey leading me to this point of just even sitting in front of you. Like, I'm just really sitting here like, wow. Um, how it happened for me, it's so simple, really, but not, but I just surrendered. Okay. I got the call and I just, I surrendered. I surrendered to the call. Okay. So what was that call? <laughs> I mean, you know, like, is it like, hi, this is the universe and the divine giving you a call. Please Basically. proceed to the sound baths and learn to play them beautifully. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> you know, like. Seriously, it, it was kind of like that. Like. <laughs> I'm going to take you all the way to the beginning. Yes, I um, love it. The beginning was, um, I was in, and I'm going to say this now because it is my old life. Uh, I have been through a lot of life. And as we all, you know, we're born, we come on the planet, you know, we all have our families and we all have things that we grow up with and things that we think are what we should know or what we should or how we should be. And then you go out, you go, you go through school, you get out of school, you go and you get into the work field and then you get into relationships and you get into marriage. So did I. I got married. I got divorced. I got married again. I had two kids out of those marriages. Um, and uh, when you go through all of that, you, you lose yourself, mm -hmm. um, which I actually lost myself being not that it was a horrible thing because it mm -hmm. all led me on this journey, but I was everything to everyone else yeah. and not enough to myself. Like when I got divorced um, the last time, I didn't even know who I was. I literally mm -hmm. had to sit back and say, who are you? Yeah. And Which I didn't know. Which is a know. story for a lot of people, regardless mm -hmm. of being in a marriage or just in a relationship, mm -hmm. people tend to mm -hmm. lose their identity. Yes, I, I did. I, I really never found one within myself because I was just busy at that point connecting myself and to the people and the relationships that I was involved in and making sure I was enough in those relationships and being enough for those um, people. And, you know, of course, your kids, you've got to do what you got to do for them. But even still, you're giving so much of yourself 
that yeah. you forget about who and what it is you need. I forgot to check in for many, yeah. many, many years. So fast forward, I get divorced and then I realize, you know, I'm not happy mm. on any level of my life. And I didn't know how to, although I've always been very spiritual. Let me start there. Okay. I've always been very spiritual throughout my life. Um, did I go to church all, the, all every Sunday or practice all the time? No, but it's a difference between being religious and being spiritual. Yeah, and, and everybody's mm -hmm. path and what they, yeah. they do to connect mm -hmm. or what they believe Correct. and how they, mm -hmm. they have that connection with their divine source is uniquely Correct. theirs. And some people might find that through church. There's nothing wrong with that, but mm -hmm. there also is a million other ways. There's a million other ways, exactly. And um, I did at some point um, go off the path completely because then I started to look for comfort <laughs> through drinking. Yeah. And um, that was, it worked until it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it worked until it didn't. And um, I still was getting caught up because I knew that I needed to work. Mm -hmm. And I needed to make money. I, I'm very talented. I do many. I've done many things. I've, I've owned. I've owned my own businesses. I've had a, a, a childcare facility. I've. I've. Um, I owned a clothing line. I've used to model, for um, for different uh, for Ashley Stewart and done some things for Lane Bryant. I worked with. I was a Ford model. My kids were grew up being in the industry, and I ended up getting off into working on uh, a couple of sitcom shows. I was on yeah. City of Angels. I was on Grey's Anatomy as a nurse doing background work, and it got into yeah. maybe getting lines here and there. And it was great. It was fun. Yeah. It was something I enjoyed doing, but that really wasn't where I wanted to be. Even though I thought I wanted to be out there, it was nice, but it was fun until it wasn't. Yeah. Because I knew that that wasn't what my calling was. Yeah. And then I said, well, shoot, why don't I just go ahead and, and get into real estate? And then I got mm -hmm. into real estate and I did that whole thing. And man, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> that business, woo, that's a whole nother story for another day. But I wasn't happy. Yeah. And uh, I ended up, I ended up going, um, this is how my, I had a life altering experience. I went to um, a friend's winery one night and I was drinking and I kept saying, I need to stop drinking. I don't want to do this. It doesn't make me feel good anymore. And I really, there's a universe initially was telling me to stop. Yeah. And I said, okay. So I did, I slowed back. I didn't drink as much. And then I said, okay, I'll, I'll take a couple of months off. But then I didn't really. And so you didn't fully listen. No. And when you don't fully listen to the universe, they hit you with a smackdown. Ooh. They it, whomever. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're like, I wish I would have. Christina. You know, and that hit me like six months ago, and then it was tapping at me like, ah, you know. There was one night that I didn't listen, and I'm going to say this for all the people, and I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, no judgment. I'm just saying, for me, the time had come for me to stop. Yeah. And um, I had gone to a friend's um winery one night and it was way in Westlake Village and I decided that spirit all the time told me don't go the whole way there I live in I lived in West LA at the time and I all the way there I kept this, this how I'm talking to you I kept hearing the voice don't go yeah and I go and I had a great time and I kept saying I'm only going for an hour I'm only going to have two drinks two drinks <laughs> and two drinks turned and to two four drinks turned to six. Six. and then the band came <laughs> and the food came and the drinks were flowing and you're like why not yeah and so I look at the clock because I realized I did need to be somewhere the next morning, very early. And um, 
I said, yeah, I gotta go, but I'm gonna drink a whole bottle of water, I'm gonna eat before I leave, I'm gonna get in this car, I'm gonna go, and I get on the freeway and I get all the way to Encino and get pulled over. Mm. That was the biggest wake-up call of my life. First time ever, ever had I ever gotten in trouble with police. Yeah. <laughs> and I get picked up and I, I got a DUI that night. Yeah. That was my change. I stayed in that cell for 12 hours that was 12 of the longest hours of my life. Mm -hmm. And in those 12 hours that I sat there, it was completely nuts. I mean, just from the people that were there mm -hmm. and just from, but I, I wasn't drunk. Yeah. I remembered everything. I was very, you know, I was, I had a few drinks and they, you know, that, but they could have pulled me over at any other time in my life and they could have put me underneath the jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. on a night partying out with my girlfriends back, you know, for many years, you know. Yeah. But that particular night, it was almost the universe said, you know what, I want you to remember every second of your stay there. And so for 12 hours, I just was taking it, taking all, in. it all in. And it, I actually felt like I was on an, on an ayahuasca journey mm. without the ayahuasca. Yeah. Because I literally had gone back in time. I went back on my timeline to remember the very first time I'd ever taken one drink. When did this start? Yeah. Why did you start? And it took me all the way back to me being into my teenage years. And I, I literally remember the very first drink that I had. And then it took me back to why did you feel you needed to have that drink? And I'm going through all of this. Yeah. And it was so crazy just being in this tight space and just, you know, I, here I am with a business suit on and heels. I totally didn't belong there. <laughs> but everybody there, I got to tell you, I feel like the officers that arrested me that night were angels. Mm -hmm. They were so kind to me, Christina. They were so nice to me. And I was terrified. It was one in the morning. I was by myself. Nobody knew where I was. You know, I was terrified. Yeah. And they were just kind to me. They wouldn't even put me in the back seat. They made me, they, they put me up front. They were, they were respectful. They were nice. Yeah. Everybody in there um, just kept saying, oh, don't worry. It happens to the best of us. It's going to be okay. And I was just, they even bought the phone and left it at my cell so I could, <laughs> and gave me instructions on who I could call to help if I needed bailing out. It was just, so I knew that there was something else going on yeah. that was beyond what I could, humanly see with my eyes it was I was being called yeah and that was the night that I that was, was being your called. wake up call yeah I had a choice I knew that if I didn't answer that call that the next time if if there were a next time it would not go yeah that good for me I knew that it was going this was where I needed to I was at the crossroads so come hour 11 I'm going crazy yeah <laughs> and by now I'm remembering so much I remembered all the the relationships that were ruined and, and damaged and bit behind, you know, the drinking and, and just the wrong decisions and the bad choices. I remembered all of this. Hmm. And it was just, you know, an eye-opening experience. And I remember saying at about hour 11, I said, God, if you let me out of here, I promise you I'll, I'll change my life. I'll, I'll, I'll do what you need me to do. No questions asked. I'll, I'll change. And I'm telling you, 15 minutes later, I hear some voice. I promise you, I know, know where this voice came from because I didn't see any speakers. But there was a loud voice that said, Cunningham, and I'm looking around like, and then there was no one at the front of the cell. And I said, and then I didn't answer. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know? And then they said it again. And I said, yes. And they said, you're being released. And I jumped down so quick and stood at that door within yeah, two like, seconds, ready. like I was right there. <laughs> and the coolest thing is I have the coolest kids and my daughter, 
which I did not proud of it, but my daughter was there to greet me. And, yeah. you know, I said, hey, don't ever do this, kid. Yeah. Uber, don't drink, just, yeah. you know. And, you know, it was just, both of my kids were very involved in that, that experience. And they're older, There's, they're, one's 32 and one's 25. So, wow. you know, it was just, um, you were it's, a it's a shame for, that you I had to, I was, yeah, yeah, I was an example it's, it's, for my kids, you know. It's, you know, it's, it's how you look mm -hmm. at it, right? You know, because yeah. we have these experiences happen, mm -hmm. you know, and I've heard so many different stories and I actually have a very similar one to yours, but, and, mm -hmm. and, but, and a lot of times people will say this is, but you knew at that moment that this was a blessing, but a lot of times people will have like, the situation happened to say, why and then why, you know, like mm -hmm. this is so horrible. And they don't realize that it was one of their biggest gifts. Oh, yeah. You know, like yes. and in that, mm -hmm. you know, it's this mm -hmm. pivotal turning point and that sometimes things need to be Jurassic. Sometimes things need to be big and sometimes they need to be shaking. Yes. Know, in order for you to say, it's time, it's time. honey, it's time, yes. you know, yes. like do you want to continue this way? Cause this is where you're going and it's going to be harder. And mm -hmm. like the people that don't listen to those types of calls the next time there's a car accident or this or yes. that or God forbid, who knows, you know, fill yes. in the gap, right? I, I, I'm with you. That's exactly what I knew. And so when I came out, <laughs> I literally went home. I got into my place and I dropped on my knees at the front door as soon as I got in and I cried. Yeah. I cried. I cried a lot because I knew that um, I knew I had been called, but I didn't know what to do with that information. It was way heavy. Let me tell you. Yeah. I literally well, hit out. Well, especially like the, the <laughs> fact that you had such an like a, a like almost like that ayahuasca experience of taking mm -hmm. you through, like you know that regression and memories mm -hmm. and all of those experiences yes. and all of those memories that shown that were shown to you yes. right at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, really was like so much to take in, but. He, you did. You I know? took it in and, and you took it I in with such with grace, it. you know? I, I was tired, grace. Christina. I was really tired at that point in my life. Literally, I will tell you, I didn't care. I was so unhappy with my life at that point. Yeah. My daughter had just went away to college um, or she was coming back or on her way back. But I was, for the first time in my life, I was living by myself. Mm. And I didn't have the husbands, I didn't have the relationship, I didn't have the kids, I didn't have anybody but yeah. me. I had never, and that's, it was terrifying. Yeah. Because I had to really look at me like, who are you and what are you doing? And so I just kind of engrossed myself. And then I was very sick and I didn't know it at the time. Mm. I had gotten really ill with this particular job that I was working on. I had been there for a while and I didn't know, but I, I just had these terrible headaches and I was having, I couldn't breathe a lot and I was having difficulty and I didn't know at that point in my life, I wasn't sure what was wrong. I just knew that I wasn't feeling good a lot. And I just yeah. knew that I needed to change my life, you know, and- um, uh, So then from that moment- Okay. <laughs> where did you, when did you have your first sound bath experience? Or I what, get, I'm what, tell yeah. You. So from that, um, from that experience, I literally hid out for my friends for like 30 days. They kept inviting me out and I was terrified. I wouldn't go out because I wasn't drinking. I, I had to. I said, I'm not drinking anymore. That was when I declared, that's it, I'm not. And I'm happy to report it's been four and a half years and I have not had one drink since that time. Proud I of went you. through, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful. Like, this is the real high. Yeah. This being aware and awake and just present, mm -hmm. this is magical. Like, I can't even imagine living my life any other way other than how I am living it now. But I had a very good friend. Finally, when I opened up to them, it was so funny because I was hiding from all of my really good friends about what happened because I was really super embarrassed. Yeah. 
And we did this thing for Thanksgiving called Friendsgiving, where we go downtown yeah. and we give away all of our clothes and we Aww. do care packages to the homeless. We walk through the streets and they were like, come on, we're doing it this year. And I'm like, I don't want to go. And they're like, why? I said, because I don't feel good and I'm just going to stay. And they knew something was there. like, nope, you're coming. So I said, OK, I'll do it. We went and did that, and I actually felt so much better just to be able to give back to the homeless, yes. and my heart was just open and full. And we go to breakfast, and I <laughs> I tell them, I said, hey, I got something to tell you guys. And it's like five of us or six of yeah. us at the table. And I said, this is what happened. I told them the story, and then all about three of them raised their hand and said, I had one, I had one, me too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody shared that before, but <laughs> no, hey, Thanksgiving, you know? I found out that it wasn't just me that had been through such a, this crazy experience. So. Um, and then one particular one said, hey, come back to my house with me after. So I'll go back over to her house and um, we sit down and she says to me, do you want to do you want to stop drinking? Do you want to change your life? And I said, yes. So she's like, are you serious? I said, I absolutely am. And so she says, OK. And I can tell I can't tell you this very day what she did, but she had me repeat a couple of things back to her about me wanting to change my life and not drink anymore. Christina, I have not had a drink since that since that that day we sat, sat down with her. Wow, She must have did some NLP on you. Yeah, she did. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what she did. And so uh, it was it was going to be the New Year's of uh, 2018 to come in. And she says, come with me up north. Um, I have a, a amazing shaman that I work with. And she says, I want you to come with me up there and I want you to just spend the weekend. We're going to do some spiritual work this weekend. And I didn't know anything about what she wanted me to do, but she did tell me what we were going to do. And I literally probably could have freaked myself out and not went because I'm a researcher. Yeah. And I sat there and I went on YouTube and I looked at everybody's first ayahuasca experiences. Uh -huh. I wanted to know what it was. And then I, I, I didn't want to do it because I got terrified after seeing some of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. But then the alternative was to go back to the old life. And that was scarier than ayahuasca. So, yeah. so you're like, might as well go. Might as well go. Well, I'm so leaping in. I said, hey, I've drank worse stuff than ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> so I go. And that really changed my life. I had one of the most incredible, magnificent experiences on my journey there that weekend. Um, I literally saw on my ayahuasca journey, I literally saw heaven on earth. Wow. That, when I came back, that was another 30 days I had to sit Yeah, in with, process. Because I couldn't, I just had to process that. Because imagine that, I, I literally saw heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. I literally looked up and saw a city. Yeah. And I knew that there's so much more to this meat suit <laughs> and this physical, that's here. Yeah. And um, I was opened up to uh, just my calling at that point. But that's not really where I got the sambos. So I did that a couple more times throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And then my mom started to see these changes. My mom is 84 at the time. And she started to see the change in me because I had probably done maybe two or three more journeys at that yeah. point. And she really just saw me. First of all, she sees me just a different person. Yeah. You know, and, and mommy her, knows best. She man. does. But her and I always had this tumultuous kind of yeah. relationship. No, no. And regardless of how, like you know? they, they just know, they know, like, just like you can look at your daughter, or your son or whatever. Yes. And like, you yes, just you know, know when something's shifting. Right. Mm -hmm. And she saw that. And um, I was decided I had gotten really ill at my job at that time. And I said, I, I, I can't work anymore. And I got to the doctor and I found out that I um, 
I was finding out, first of all, that I was completely overstressed. I had this, I had headaches, I had migraines, I couldn't think straight. And then later in March of 2019, I learned, well, a little bit later, actually, in 20, March of 2019, I was diagnosed, but I didn't know about the diagnosis for some reason with my doctors until November of 2019, that I have lung disease. Wow. I didn't know that at the time. And so I, you know, I just, you know, I couldn't figure out what was going on. But mm -hmm. bottom line is, I definitely was open to really any type of holistic healing, any type of anything that I could get to the bottom of. Yeah. All I could think of is that with the severity of what's going on with me, I said, I will never live my life ever again, not being authentically who I am and in my purpose. <laughs> yes. I wish so it's, many uh, people could just learn that. Yes. It's like, who are we mm -hmm. putting this fake persona on for, yes. you know? And everybody else is running around so worried about how they're being perceived Perce by others that they're not worried about how, you know, like you, you know, like we're, everybody's running around. How does this person think of me? But they're running around saying, how are you thinking of them? Right. And instead of just be you. Right. And nobody can tell you how to be you. Yeah. Nobody even cares about how to be you. Yeah, and, and no matter you know? what, no matter how, who you are, there's going to be people that love you and people that hate you and people that judge you and people that Absolutely. praise you. Yes. And, and that's it. Yeah. You know, yes. like, so you can yes. be a fake version of you and right. have the same kind of feedback mm -hmm. one way or another from different groups of people. Mm -hmm. Or you can be the true you and have the same type of feedback from different people. So... Who cares? I, I choose to be the kind of person that I am and meet my tribe out there while yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. That's because a, the people that aren't your tribe, let them go. Say, right. you ain't my people. That's okay. You can be you. <laughs> right. But be you over there. I'll be me over here. Right. You exactly. Know? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. And so with that, my mom was very curious. And now, you know, my mom is, you know, she's getting, and I'm so grateful for this because I would have never got to know my mom like I do now. She's like my best friend right now. I can really so cry beautiful. when I think about that because, you know, it's just. Especially because you had such a hard relationship, yeah. which means maybe there's some pain and things that yeah, needed to heal there. Yeah, it was there. just, it's so beautiful because I understand her. But and you got you know? that before there's any type of transition. So you have that peace, you know, and then on the spiritual level, you have that, yes. that those lessons have been fully done. So they don't need to carry forward in any other types no. of dynamics or. And for me, like the things that I learned about myself that I got from my parents that I didn't understand yeah. and get. So I carry that trauma and I take that trauma and I put it into my kids. And I, I, and then here I am here. Who I'm, who am I now? I am, I am that person. I am that chosen person in my lineage to break that yeah. generational curse. And I, I literally had been called to go back to my past. So I moved home after I was sick, I moved home and I realized that I needed to go home to reclaim my power. I yeah. needed to go home to reclaim all the trauma and to heal. And yeah. when doing that, my mom was, was there as well. My mom um, was still there. I'm seeing my mom, an older woman now, and she's lived a lot of her life. And I wanted to say, hey, the gift that I can give to my, my immediate family and my lineage right now is healing. Yeah. Even if my kids still perceive me in the old, in the old way, the old light, I'm standing here. I don't, Whatever it is they want to say to me, however they want to feel at this point, I just want to be here to give them the gift of healing. I don't want them to be my age and yeah. not get what they need. They don't have to carry this yeah. in. They can put it down. I want them to go and be great. 
Yeah. I and want they them see, to do they this. They see the transformation in you. They do. And mm -hmm. they were old enough and to see mm -hmm. that and have that. And if they mm -hmm. carry any type of whatever, that's on them to like look through. Mm -hmm. But you, you're showing that example. But also, mm -hmm. I believe in the energetic cord that binds the family, right? Yes. You know, and so if you heal it, it is it is a quantum connection. So when you heal it in that moment, you heal it back forward and seven and, generations and, you know, up and seven yeah. back. So everybody's covered. Yeah. But I'm here to take one for the team. I know. <laughs> so I take my my mom goes. Do you want? She goes. She goes. Do you want to do an uh, ayahuasca journey with me? And I said, You enjoying this so far? Did you forget to subscribe? Make sure to do so. It takes two seconds. Just press that little button. Red one, you know the one. Just press it, little like. All right, enjoy the rest of this content. And I said, of course. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> he my mom. Oh, I'm this. So, so I said to her, I said, yeah, I well, love my mom to uh, ayahuasca. <laughs> it's so good for her. Yeah. She was. Oh my God! If your mom did yeah. it, and trust me, if my mom went and did it at 84 years old, she, your mom, I'm sure. I mean. I'm sure it's something that she would do. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful, it's something beautiful that the two of you, I think, should do together. And I did it with my mom. So listen to what she did. I said, okay, I'll take you. I'll, I'll, I'll arrange everything. I'll take you where I go. And you know what she told me? She said, nope. She says, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it my way. I said, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's You're your like, way? Where, where are you going to find? Who are you going to find? Okay, mom. Oh, but guess how she wanted to do it. She found this resort down, a retreat center in Ecuador. Oh, she went full out. We went, she went full out. <laughs> we ended up in Gaia Sagrada in Ecuador, Cuenca, Ecuador. Uh, there is a, a beautiful retreat center there. Uh, Christine Brees owns that center. Uh, she also owns a, met, a school of metaphysical sciences up north. Uh -huh. And uh, she found it. We booked it. We went. And wow. man, that was uh, one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had in my life. It was so beautiful there. We were in the middle of the mountains. Yeah. And uh, we were there for a couple of weeks. And uh, we Wow, and you stayed really, a couple weeks. Yeah. So you probably journeyed a few times while you were yes, there, right? Yes, we did, we did uh, San Pedro, we did Ayahuasca, we did, it was beautiful. We out. We yeah. out. Oh, that would be amazing. I mean, I'm just it thinking like it would be great to have your kids go and do it too. And like, yeah. it could be like the my center. My daughter's like, done it once. Okay, but, but like. But my but, son, I want to get him. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, something about but, like, you know, just finding, you mm -hmm. know, like. Yeah. It's, it's been. That center and that whole like. Oh. I would love to hear off off this later if you want to share, but of course, getting the information for that place. Oh, so, well, yeah, most it, definitely. Because you, you know, you never it. know. Like some places mm -hmm. are not as good, or some places used to be good, mm -hmm. and then you know, they were beautiful with me and my mom. I mean, literally, because she was the oldest person there. Yeah. On and and everybody was like, oh my gosh, but they handled her with so much care. Like, it was in the mountains, so they they would pick her up from our our, our cabin that we stayed in, and they would take her, and they were just so kind and it was just so beautiful it was just beautiful but i'm going to tell you something i believe in my whole being that my mother had been ordained before and this whole thing has been seen before we ever hit this earth realm because yeah. when i got there it was as though my mom had taken me to my ceremony yeah it was my induction into the work and there was... Uh, oh, that gives me chills. And look at that, like my eyes. Yeah, oh, that feels... <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. And there was at one point when I was being prophesied to there uh, about who I am. 
and what I do because that's what she does. Um, it, and it was just beautiful. And I just remember at one point I was just sitting there with my arms and my I had my head bowed and I could hear voices around me, but it was more like whispers, like. It was almost like I could hear these, like, do you remember in the Wizard of Oz in the movie where you could hear the munchkins when, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and they were like, oh, look, she's here, she's here. Yeah. I could hear the, she's doing it, she's here, she's here, she's doing it. I could just hear the whispers, you know, of, of, <sighs> of beautiful angelic beings. It felt like, sounded like, you know. So, so proud of you that. Thank you. Yeah. It was just, it was just, it was just one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. And then there was a time where, there was a hand pan that was played to me and it was like a reawakening because I kept hearing these, she, there were tones that were downloaded in me. Now I'll go back. My father is a jazz musician uh -huh. and I've been around music all my life and I have picked up many instruments and I have picked up many, many, um, I can sing, mm -hmm. but I shower sing. <laughs> yeah. But I can sing. I mean, I tone with the sound bones, sound yeah. bowls. Yeah. Um, I, I have always been musically inclined. I love music. I mean, it just gives me life, you know? Yeah. When I came back from Ecuador, I tell you, every time I heard a wind chime, it was as though I would stop in my tracks and it was, I would feel these electrical waves go through my body. Mm. And then I found this, there was a store that I go to in Hollywood that has these cool sound bowls. And I just picked one up one day when I went in there and went to go get some candles and just to, just to kind of, you know, to, find some other things that I wanted to use in my place. And I picked up the sample and I just started playing this one little sample. And I bought that one. And I took that sample home with me. And I literally was still kind of at that place that I told you I was kind of really going through issues. Yeah. And I would take it in my office and I would sit there and play it. And every time I would feel like I would get a little anxious, I would play it. And I noticed that there was doing something in my body was calming me down. And I literally carried it around with me everywhere. <laughs> and then once I had left there, uh, and about a year or so or two after just kind of figuring out, you know, just getting my health together and trying yeah. to get well, I would still sit there and play the sound bowl. But now when the pandemic hit was when I really got into the sound bowls more. I started, I, I, I was locked, we were all locked away. Yeah. And so then I said, let me go on to uh, Amazon yeah. because I couldn't find any, I couldn't go shopping. And let me order some sound bowls and I'll just sit here and I'll play them. Play them. Yeah. And I just got one, two, three, and I would sit there, and, you know, and I had four. Now I had four, and then somebody went, a friend of mine gone to Bali, and she came back and bought me another sample, so I added that one to the collection. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I would just be in the room for hours, yeah, just tinkering around. And then I started looking at a lot of things on Instagram and YouTube, and so then I said, I'm going to start going on Instagram live, and I'm going to start playing these bowls for people because I know somebody somewhere has got to be sitting there needing some peace and some healing. And that's when I got into, I started an Instagram page and I named myself Sacred Sounds by Devin. And then I went mm. and got a fictitious business name because I didn't want anybody to take that name. Yeah. And that's how this whole thing got started. And I went on to, uh, I did that for about a year and a half. I would just get on the, on the internet and I would just, you know, go on live and I would, I would, uh, I started doing Zoom yeah, and now you play all over. You work, do the <laughs> L.A. Department of Parks and Rec. Yeah, you, I'm with L.A. County. Here. I'm yeah. a facilitator for them. I mean, like, I'm, I'm here. The, yeah. I'm, you guys are all such a dream come true. It's just, it, it, it's happened and it's happened quick. Yeah, because you're, it's, it has and it hasn't, right? Mm -hmm. You know, True. like, it was your journey leading you up to this point. Mm -hmm. But when 
you know, you have your whole life of impact that led you to this moment, right? Yes. You know, so sometimes when people have this, where they feel it's this rapid shift, it's, well, there's all this impact. And yes. you, were, you were ready, you were there, you did the work, you explored, you dived in, you said yes, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it does sound like you got that <laughs> kind of activation, attunement, you know, with the music yes. and that when you were in Ecuador yes. and just whoosh, you know. I was, it opened me up and it opened up my heart so much. The samples have opened me up so much that I just want to be able to share this gift yeah. with anyone that is open to receiving it. Yeah, and I believe this is just the start of your journey of uh, <laughs> transformational work and helping facilitate others in so many ways. Thank you. I am. I am ready. I have. I have never done anything in my entire life that I love doing more than this work. Yeah, and I, look um, at all of the. In all, like I mean, you shared with us in the beginning all of the different, mm -hmm. you know, jobs and gigs and professions that you were bouncing between. And a lot of times, people mm -hmm. would think those are interesting. They're cool. You know, you like know, they were. They're that. You mm -hmm. know, and but they weren't satisfying. They didn't fill you. And you know, and mm -hmm. they were leading you to the next thing. They were leading me here. Yeah. There was one, uh, I had a clothing line called Sage. Uh -huh. It was called Sage Wear, like Sage. Yeah. And I, with the modeling that I used to do, I used to have um, these clothes. I was doing plus size. Once my mm -hmm. kids were born, I wasn't a size five or six yeah. anymore, and I couldn't get an eight. <laughs> but yeah. I was at a 14 or a 12. Yeah. So, and so know, I- Things happen, our bodies change. Yeah. That's what happened. I embraced it, yeah. right? And so um, when I would take my kids out, because they were in, with the Ford models at one point, and I would, they would say, hey, we need a mom. Do you want to go out? I'm like, sure. So I ended up going yeah. on jobs with them. But I hated the clothes. Yeah. They were so mom. <laughs> I could be a mom and be cool, look yeah. cool, right? So I came in to um, um, a position where I was able to create a line of clothing, workout wear for women of size. And it was called sage wear, and it was a active and leisure wear. Oh, that's and it awesome. were really beautiful colors and soft colors and beautiful sweatsuits and t-shirts and things like that. And so through that clothing line, I would say, that these clothes will generate positive energy to make you want to work out and get in shape and just, yeah. you know, revitalize and re-energize yourself. But all in that, this, the, this was trying to be pulled out in that clothing line. Yeah, even calling it sage. Sage, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I, you know, I called it sage. And it, it was interesting because- so it was always that thread. Yeah. Like, the thread was always there, present. Mm -hmm. You know, you said that you didn't know who you were, but it was always shining through. I, I was trying to pull it through yeah. at all the time. But it always seems like every time, this has been the most effortless thing I've ever done in mm -hmm. my life. Like, I have, feel like I've gone through trying to just kick my way, open up, let me in, you know? And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Yeah. And I would always wonder, why this is working out? I love this so much, because that wasn't my purpose. Yeah. That was not my calling. Yeah. With this, this is just like, people seek me out at this yeah. point. And yeah. I am so grateful, like, because I could play sound bowls all day mm -hmm. and not get tired. I can do this work all day and all night. I could do it exhausted and still not be tired because this is my passion. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this is something that I feel people so desperately need right now. Mm -hmm. People need this, especially with the way that our world is. We have all been so overly stressed and traumatized oh, through this God. pandemic. We have been... Beyond we, what people even realize. Right. You and know? we can't even get over that. And here we are in a war. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, how do we focus this work? is so beautiful because it allows people to tap in yeah. on Instead many of levels. Instead get so distracted on the out, you know, and pull yes. you back into the center point again. Mm -hmm. Realign your energy, reshift you. Absolutely. And that gets me to like, you know, the biggest thing is that I'm hearing in your story mm -hmm. is you really stepped into your divine power. Yes. <laughs> and now, you know, what are, with the people that are listening, you know, what is your, some of your suggestions or advice on helping people step into their divine power? I feel that regardless to what you're going through or experiencing in your life right now, people need to really take, I don't care if it's 10, 20, 30 minutes a day and check in, like check in with you, check in with you and ask what do you need in your life? to either prune away, let go of. It's kind of like, imagine you being a plant, mm -hmm. you know? You know and, and one of the main chakra points that I love to talk about is the root. Yeah. Because the root, if, if, if the root isn't pruned, if it isn't cleaned, if it isn't grounded, if it's yeah. not balanced, it's gonna throw every other chakra off. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to get much done because you're not balanced. Have you ever tried to balance? Yeah and you on one foot and you're trying yeah. to put a ball on your head at the same time. I mean, you, it's impossible. Yeah. You can't, you, you got to get rid of the distractions. You've got to get rid of the things that no longer serve you in mm. your life. My advice is to get into some sort of meditation. Now the bowls for me are wonderful because that's what I resonate with. Yeah. Um, that's a beautiful way. If you're trying to meditate and your mind is all over the place, it's going to happen anyway, but I think it's easier if you're meditating with sound because it allows you to have something to hook into and focus yeah. on. Because, yeah, so many people mm -hmm. tell me over and over again, I can't just sit still and think about nothing. Right. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. use a guided meditation, use music, <laughs> use the sound yes, bells, you yes. know, like something like that, because mm -hmm. it, it allows for that overactive mm -hmm. monkey mind to That's at least pay attention to something. Yes. And then you can say, okay, and then pull yourself and in pull from yourself there. back in. And the way that I play the bowls. Um, I, I, I play music for the soul. I play, that's yeah. what I do. And so I allow your body, I, I will put you in that theta brainwave so it allows your body to become completely relaxed. And I take you out of that fight or flight. Mm. And it allows you just to be, just to be still, to be calm, to be peaceful yeah. and to check in. And then I align your heart with your mind. And then I allow you to get into an alignment to where you're so relaxed and you're so at peace that you are having the universal guidance and the wisdom that's coming in. And anything that you may be thinking about prior to you coming into a sound session with me, I guarantee you by the time you leave, you're going to walk out and be like, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's all right. Because it is. Because what I'm doing is imagine you taking off in an airplane. I'm taking, I'm raising your vibration, so I'm taking you up. Beyond all of Beyond those. Beyond that. I'm raising you above the issues. So like coming into LA at night, you see the lights over the city yeah. when you're coming in, right? Problems, the city, the lights, but we're here. Yeah. So I'm giving you a whole different perspective. I'm taking you here. Yeah. So as you're now able to see so many ways around the issue, 
And a lot of beautiful metaphor. Yeah. It's pulling you into that higher perspective. Yes. You see the city different. You see the roads different. You You see see the everything in a larger perspective. Yeah, even just going to the bird's eye view and the GPS versus the street view, yeah. you, you look at, there oh, you there's more options. Here's an even simpler one. Imagine being in a movie theater where you're yeah. sitting there watching a movie and you can go upstairs into the booth and then yeah. you're in the projector's booth and then boom, you've got a whole other perspective. Yeah. Like there's another road over here. I don't have to go to that road. Let me yeah. go over this road, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's, there's so many different, and the answers are so simple. The problem is we are so caught up in our minds and we have all these things, like you say, the monkey mind, that we can't get to where we're going because we've got all these other thoughts. We're distracted. It's distractions. So I remove the distractions in the sound bath so that you can get the wisdom Mm. and I can get you to attain a peaceful level of being. So when people walk out of my sound baths, they're typically walking out in a more calm and harmonious state of being. Yeah. It's beautiful. Because I'm having your mind operate out of your higher consciousness and not out of the human. Oh, I think everybody needs <laughs> this. And I mean, you have one of the most beautiful ways of uh, talking and sharing what people get and what benefits they have. Thank you. And then that starts the personal empowerment that starts that, you know, divine power. Is- that is the biggest key you just said. The biggest thing that I do is tap in. I'm tapping you into your divine power. Mm -hmm. And that's where I come with tapping into your divine power because we are so powerful. We do not realize that we hold the key. The key to everything that we want to do in our lives is not out there. It's It's not in somebody else's mind. Nobody's going to be able to tell you how to get there. It's right inside of you. It's almost like I equate the Wizard of Oz so much in my, my, um, my metaphors because to me... I'm telling you, that is the the yellow brick road. Yeah. This is what the spiritual journey is. You know, our journey is all about coming back to who we are. Mm-hmm. We go out in this world and we totally are born on this earth. We don't remember anything. Yeah. And the journey is getting back to who you are. Yeah. I know these sound bowls and I have been in existence for many, many, many lifetimes. Yeah. There's no way because I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do with them. Yeah. They're like an extension of my arm. Mm-hmm. And I'm tapping people into their divine power. I'm having you remember. It's a remembering of who yeah. you are. And who to remember to remember who you are and how powerful you are. Absolutely. And, and then that clearing of all of that distractions to listen to the truth mm-hmm. and have that guide them to the next step and the next step and whatever that is for them, you know. And mm-hmm. for yours, it was leading you to the sound bowls, which I think there's more that you're going to be led to soon. But it's mm-hmm. the start of that, you know, like mm-hmm. and for other people, it might be something completely different. Yes. But it's it's their <laughs> truth. Yes. Right. I'm so excited to explain all of this to you and everyone that's watching because it is, you know, I'm telling you, if you all knew me a couple of years ago, I was the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to but figure it the, out. That's the beautiful, beauty in things, too, is your grace of just, yeah. you know, like that people know that it doesn't change can happen mm-hmm. very rapidly, too, in somebody's life and that. 
no matter where somebody is, transformation yes. can occur. And it's just, it's taking that one step at a time, diving in, opening up, mm -hmm. being receptive mm -hmm. and listening to where they're guided to, right? Yes. Because you just said, yes, you were scared to death for oh, your friend terrified. taking you up, up north. And you just said, you know what? I can either continue here, I can try this. And you know what? Let me do this because I know this and this isn't what I want. And it's mm -hmm. just saying yes. The you biggest know? thing I ever will tell anyone to ever do is surrender. Yeah. Just surrender and say yes. Yeah. Say yes. If you're tired of your life being just up against the wall, if you're tired of having doors slammed in your face, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, yeah. say yes because your destiny awaits you once you surrender to that. Yeah, and once you stop trying to resist and mm -hmm. fight against something, I'd say if you notice that you it's conflict and it's fighting and you feel like you're kicking, like how you said, you're oh, kicking down man. the door. Yeah, this, don't go know, in there. That's not your door. It's probably a signal that maybe you're not on the right path. Like, I do believe that, yes, Absolutely. we are supposed to have challenges mm -hmm. and it's supposed to present us forward. But this is a beautiful <laughs> heaven on earth existence that we can have even in this reality, not even seeing the above one, if we allow yes. it to, yes. and you open up to that and you say, what else can I more learn and explore instead of struggle and yeah. fight, no, you know? Life wasn't meant to live like that. Yeah, it never I can was. tell you before, I never seemed like I had enough of anything. Yeah. When I was in my old life, I never felt like I, it just, if I had it, it was gone as quick as it came. Mm. Now I'm just starting to see that I have more than enough. Mm. I, I don't, I want for nothing. Yeah. Anything I could possibly think I want, it's manifested within yeah. days, minutes, hours. Yeah. You know? And it's just such a peaceful. Because you're wanting and the desire is through that. I want to curious about what that experience is like or what this mm -hmm. is. It's not like I need this to define me, right? Correct. And I think that, that that's a, like a secret to manifestation that I don't think a lot of people get. Is like mm -hmm. when it's coming to I need this so I look a certain way so mm -hmm. I can come across this or that. And it, mm -hmm. it's not the truth. Right. It's so much harder to receive. Definitely. It, it definitely is. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that um, if you really decide, you have to decide. Yeah. You really have to decide. It can't be one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. You know, I talk to people now that say, oh, you know, I really want to do this, but they've got one foot in and one foot out. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very honest, you know, in this work and very truthful. Mm -hmm. And I will let people know that you can but you really, you know, you can't fool yourself and you definitely can't fool the universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you don't go swimming by kicking your feet in the water. It's like, you know, you either swim or you don't. Right. Like your toes in the water, your knees in the water isn't swimming. Right. You got to go. You got to be all <laughs> you gotta, in. You got to jump in. Yeah. Which leads me to another part of the work, to being the spiritual activist that I've become. Yeah. Um, I am in the college circuits as well. Beautiful. And it has been beautiful. I have gotten in the college circuits um, with Dr. Shamel Bell, okay. and there's another doctor, um, Dominique Hill. Uh -huh. And we all, Dr. Shamel Bell created this street dance activism, okay. which um, was a global street dance, global dance activism. Oh, so and cool. we did this throughout the pandemic. We all, every, all of these amazing, everyone that's involved in street dance activism, they're from different 
arenas of dance and cultural things and they're pro professors and they have all these beautiful things. And we came together in a dream for Dr. Shamel Bell who put us together mm -hmm. to collaborate on how we could heal the planet throughout the COVID, throughout the pandemic. Oh, so and beautiful. So it was beautiful. So for 28 days, everyone did things. They did meditations, they did dance. They, everybody brought their arts and their creativity to the forefront. And we had everybody just all over the world from different, from the countries, different countries to here across the United States. And we collectively got together and we did this beautiful 28 day meditation. So after that, um, I started getting calls from different uh, colleges that Shamel works with and Dr. Dominique Hall, uh, Hill, I'm sorry, works with. And um, I started doing uh, meditations uh, virtually for the staffs and students so that it would help them to, you know, just have something to be calm and just yeah. have to focus on so that they weren't as stressed and didn't have as much anxiety. But I go through different colleges and I help, I go to conferences and I open up the spaces for difficult talks to be had. They deal with a lot of issues, you know, yeah. Black Lives Matter. They deal yeah. with a lot of other issues other than that. But they're, they In the opening really, of that, I mean, imagine mm -hmm. before you have a difficult talk, if everybody's in a line with their true power right. and they can speak from their truth instead of any any mm. pain or any ego or any whatever, right. and how much more easy solutions and harmonies mm. can be found. That's what happens. So I'll open up the meditation. Sometimes it's 10 to 30 minutes, 10, 15, 30 minutes. And then by the time that's done, there's nobody in there that has any angst. There's no anxiety. It's just like, okay, we're going to, you know, let's just speak about, you know, the process of how do we go from here to peace? Yeah. That's where it's at. How do we do that? So I'm very active in, in that community as well. So. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> do you do any one-on-one -on -one spiritual activism work or coaching? I, I do coaching. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm actually doing one-on-one, -on -one exactly. And I yeah. do, you know, I do couples. I do yeah, just no, anyone that wants yeah. to have, so, you know, the work done. I thought that you must do that yes, too. Yes, so. I do that. Because um, you have so much divine wisdom to share mm -hmm. and help the people and from uh, such mm -hmm. a true authentic space. Yeah, I volunteer. I volunteer for LA City Parks for the kids. I did that last summer, mm -hmm. ages 6 to 13. I introduced the sound bows to the kids. And oh, beautiful. I allowed them. They, it was so awesome because kids we sat around. So well. They love it. They, oh, they love so it. Shit. And because it's, I used to own a child care, I just love kids. Yeah. So I would take the sound bowls and sit there and they're so brilliant. The kids are, these kids are so much more tapped in spiritually. Oh my God. They, I see them come into uh, the store and they know about the stones yes. and the different things. And they're talking mm -hmm. to me about how they've talked to spirits. And, yes. the, and what's beautiful is the parents are just so open to allowing mm -hmm. them to explore this. So it's like, so are they really more tapped in than maybe mm -hmm. we were? Or is it that they also are given an environment that, you know, because it's just so, so shut up, shut up, you know, like, you know, okay, hey, then no, you're not yes. really, you know, that you're not talking to anybody. That's just an imaginary friend. You know, kind of thing. Yes. But now it's more it's open. It's more acceptable. And yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's it beautiful. Is beautiful. And I do think that there's some level of higher vibration that's also mm -hmm. having them come in too. But I wish I would have known about. Well, I grew up. Now I'll tell you this: as a child, I was very. Um, I, I'm a seer. Uh huh. So uh, when I grew up, I didn't understand it. And it would scare me to death because yeah. I would see things that most people wouldn't, you know? Yeah, so you probably blocked that for so long. I did. But, it, but that's I what did. that's exactly that's what, what I'm talking about. In. But that's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> right. about. Like, so you came in like yeah. these other kids are coming in, <laughs> right. fully aware, uh -huh. but then you weren't 
catered mm -hmm. to an environment that supported that or, t or nurtured that. So then that got hindered and shut away exactly. only to be reawakened later in life. Later in life. I, I'll be honest with you. The, the, the beginning of my drinking in my teens was because I literally would see things that would terrify me. Wow. And I noticed if I drank that it would shut that down. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I was like, great, I don't have to see that anymore. Yeah, and you're then, putting a filter on your ashna and like- I sure really, did. Uh, closing it a little. Let me tell you what happened. When I, when I, when I, it was a trip because the first ayahuasca journey I did, and I was sober now, uh -huh. I remember saying to myself, which is where this came from, I said, I need a piece because I know I'm gonna start seeing stuff again. And I did. Yeah. But guess what happened? My spirit guides, I started seeing my spirit guides. Mm -hmm. I had the most beautiful experiences um, about five, four months after I did my first, well, not even that long, it's probably like two months. Yeah. Um, and then I knew, I knew without a doubt that I was told to get going because I, who knew that the pandemic, see this happened right before, this is right at the precipice of the yeah. pandemic. Like I so knew I was like being it, called to yeah. do this work during this time, mm -hmm. but I literally saw someone on my, <laughs> It was the craziest thing. I know it doesn't sound crazy to you because yeah. we're in this work together, but there was, there were bamboo. I was lying in the bed and there uh, bamboo stalks grew around the edge of my bed. Mm -hmm. Now I was just, I, I was lucid dreaming, of course, yeah. but I saw them as clear as I'm looking at you and I peered through to see what is beyond this. And there was a, there was someone sitting on the, on the, on the, on the ground. I couldn't see what they were doing, but he, the, he had a white turban on and a white, a white shirt and, and I peered through and I'm looking down and he just looks up at me, not afraid, but expecting to see me. And I'm smiling and he just looks up at me and turns back around and I couldn't figure out what he was doing for the longest. Until one day I'm in my meditation on the, on the sound bowls and the sound bowl and it came to me and I said, he was playing the sound bowls. What he was saying is get, get down here, get to work. It's time to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened. Oh, it's so beautiful. That's what happened. I saw more beautiful things, angelic things, but there are all my guides and I know that. And it was just getting me prepared. So here I am. Oh, wow. I am fully in my power. I am fully ready for anything. And I, you know, I have gone as far as New York with these bowls. Yeah. <laughs> and I see myself going even further. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> well, where can people find you? Right now? Believe it or not, my website is not built. It's being okay. built, but I am uh, on Instagram at Sacred Sounds by Devin, mm -hmm. and I also have a YouTube that I'm building on. There's okay. a couple of videos there now, and I'll be putting more on okay. uh, as and we we'll, speak. But it's we'll YouTube, Sacred Sounds by Devin. So Sacred Sounds by Devin, mm -hmm. and like, and we'll link everything there uh, for everybody for Thank those people you. that you know. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this in just audio, which we have a little bit bigger of an audience for, but if you're hearing this right now, please like and subscribe because mm -hmm. we want to build the video too you know so yes. and, and and of course if you're listening to this on podcast or, or spotify or itunes or any of our, our platforms uh do the same it just helps build so more people can have these awarenesses hear beautiful stories and know that they're not alone in this and find the resources and the tools that they need to change and transform mm -hmm. their life and, and step into their divine power and this is such a beautiful place i want to thank you again for just 
offering such an amazing space for people to come. And you have a lot of beautiful modalities of healing that you offer here. And I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm grateful for, for allowing you. me to be a part of this beautiful, beautiful space and liberate yourself. I'm grateful. Oh, I'm <laughs> grateful for you. And I'm grateful that I got to know you on a deeper level today and for you sharing Thank your you. story. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. And thank you guys until next thank time. You. Have a beautiful day, evening, afternoon, whatever it is for you. And come see me. I'll be here yeah. on Saturday the 13th. Yes. Or Sunday it, the 13th. Yeah, Sunday. So second Sunday of every month. And then we might change that. Maybe we have her more often, maybe different days. But allow to always check the schedule and see what's going on. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Christina. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want to hear more about what we have going on and happening online or in, in the neighborhood, check out liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Liberate Yourself. It's you are self, U-R-S-E-L-F. Until next time, be powerful, be magical, and be free.